Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James Matsumontamagno. I am Michael the Overwhelmed Rivet. And I'm Christina. <laughs> <laughs> so much E3. That's, yes. that's basically this, the, the whole thing. There was just so much to catch up on, so much to take in, so much news. It was crazy. Every time I tried to check something or, you know, I'd be on the road and be like, oh, did you did you get to look at this? Did you get to listen to this? Did you get to watch this? Nope, <laughs> I haven't had the chance yet. There's just so much stuff happening. Uh, I am now caught up. I am now up to speed on pretty much everything. And it is it's crazy. It's wonderful. Tis did you get season. to did you get to listen to a little podcast where it was a full recap of the events? Like, how did we do? It was our first James Cristino solo. Yeah, I guess yeah. duo. We were in was- duo mode. No team rumble, just duo. Yeah, no, it was very good. I listened to the whole thing. Thought it was wonderful. It gave me a lot of insight. I thought there was a lot of informed discussion. Really, really well done. Good. Two thumbs up. Wow. Five Two. stars. Yeah, five <laughs> stars. I'll take I'll it. Sending a, I'll be putting a review. Well, Yay. do you want to give us uh, your reviews, your impressions? You know, we, yeah. we, I mean, I've, I've had like the f- full week to think about it and basically nothing has changed. So okay. what about same you, Christina? Me. Same. Yeah, yeah, same. Everything that I'm excited for, I'm still excited for. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, so I'll give basically I broke things up into, you know, some general thoughts of the of the experience and all basically the direct. Then must have games and interested but need something where it was just like I didn't feel like there was enough, right? Uh let's start with the interested game. So, one of them was the Dark Crystal Age of Resist uh Res- Age of Resistance Tactics. I thought that looked Mm -hmm. interesting. I had no idea what was going on. I'm familiar with with Dark Crystal, but I was like, is this a Netflix series? Is this a game? Is there some weird like game video crossover thing? Like some of those old games. And that's cool, right? So when I was watching it, so it's a series on Netflix though. That's why the Netflix is there. Um, Gotcha. Very interesting I'm on board for it. I want more information. But when they showed the gameplay, I thought it looked really, really well done. I thought I like tactical games anyway. So and I kind of like the art style of it. So for me, that was a thumbs up. Trials of Mana. This is including the collection. So the Mm. the one that hasn't been released plus the collection. I've never played any of these games before. Um, It looks like uh, cool, I guess. I was like on the fence about it. It just kind of looks like Dragon Quest. Like, we already get a Dragon Quest, and that I know and I like. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy. I was a bit confused because it's also Square Enix. So I was like, is this what they made before Final Fantasy? Is this what led into Final Fantasy? Is this just basically Final Fantasy? But it all looks like the same t- sort of game. Uh, and I don't need more of that in my life. So it was interesting, but I'm going to have Dragon Quest, and I don't need this. Fire Emblem Three Houses, I really loved the animations that they were showing which is basically all we got right we didn't really see any more of the gameplay which i don't know if we've ever seen gameplay on this i didn't see a treehouse where we got to see any so maybe there was covered but i didn't see any um and based on the animation cool looked really cool i do remember (laughs) seeing i do remember seeing some gameplay in treehouse a little bit i don't i didn't really pay attention to it yes but i'm sure if you looked it up it's somewhere well, be. if that 
if that animation is how they tell the story, I think that looks beautiful and I like that a yeah. lot. And I do think Fire Emblem uses a lot of that anyway, because I've never played any of the Fire Emblem games other than the mobile one. So I'm not yeah. really too familiar with the series, but I'm interested. No More Heroes 3. I don't know any. I don't know what's going on. Like, uh, uh, so the game you played, Mots, I was not into because it was just too frantic, right? It's just yeah. too much. I don't know what's going on. There's no story. It's like, it's just madness. So No More Heroes. I've never played one or two. And now I'm wondering, like, I can't just jump into three, probably. Like, that. Or is this just more craziness? Like, there's just no story. No, no, no. So the No More Heroes, the one and two, actually have a big backlog storyline of Travis Touchdown themselves. So they're proper games, proper stories, proper over-the-top suit of 5-1. Now, I don't know if you'll need to play the original ones. I mean, in this day and age, to be able to try to go back to a Wii game and play that to get the whole story would be a little bit tricky. Mm. Yeah, that was the one that I really enjoyed, but um, I think you can just hop right into it. So I would I mean, say how, not, great but it, if, how great would it be if they re-released those though? Cause you got no more heroes coming out for the next gen system for Nintendo. Like give us the other ones so we can kind of all be on the same page now, because I feel like that's a limiting factor. If you didn't play those and you're interested now, I don't know if I would want to jump in at the, what's possibly the end of the story. Like a that No is... More Heroes collection. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Something. Kind of like what they did at Trials of Mana. Yeah, it's the hard sure. part of any sequel at that point. I mean, I guess Call of Duty and Battlefield and those games get away with them because they're like a new story arc. Like, well, yeah. It's a World War II mm, game, yeah. right? Like whatever. But yeah, for, for a game like this or like a Final Fantasy, like, you know, you want to kind of get caught up in the story. But perhaps like they could do something, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Did you really need to watch all 2,800 Marvel movies before you watch the latest Avengers? No. But you just need a small recap of what's going on. You need to watch a certain portion of them. But whereas this is like, could you just jump right to Endgame? Probably not. <laughs> like, And I feel like that's kind of what I would be doing with this. Okay. So I'm on the okay. fence about it. I think it looks interesting, but I need to know more. Then the Contra collection. I have great memories of this. We've talked about this before. I have great memories of Contra from like just growing up. I'll wait till it's on sale though. I don't need it. The other, the new one that's coming out looks like garbage. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, Astral Chain. I thought this was interesting again, but I feel like these trailers just do such a disservice to the game because all it's showing is a mess of like fighting and it's no story. It seemed extremely shallow, just like very top level. This is what you're going to like a dynasty warriors. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt like. Is this just me going up against legions of bad guys and there's no real story. There's no depth. There's no character development. There's no anything because that's not, there's nothing in the trailers to give me that idea. Um, and then when I saw some of the treehouse, they do show more and it makes me more interesting. There is a story. There is some character development. There is some reasons for doing stuff. And I do think that helps. I also love that this game seems like it's pushing the switch and its capabilities, kind of like Breath of the Wild, where it really feels like, you know what, we're exploring, we're exploring the space. We're really pushing the boundaries of this system. Um, so I'm excited for it. Cadence of Hyrule, I said that I love the music for this. I just recently, and we'll talk about it later, picked up the um, Crypt of Necro Dancer. And I said, if I like that, I will seriously consider this. But I wasn't willing to just jump right to this. 
Yeah. Dragon Quest Builders 2. Awesome. Dragon Quest Builders 1. I played the demo. I love it, but it just never goes on sale. So I'm just like, I'm not willing to buy it. So Mm. I think this also has a demo. If you have not played Dragon Quest Builders 1, at least the demo, you should try it because I think it's Minecraft with a story. It's very, very well done. It's very like if you're anything, if even if you remotely enjoy Dragon Quest, I think you would enjoy this world. Um, And if you enjoy Minecraft, but wish there was a little bit more, I think you would enjoy this world as well. My friend Pedro looks really cool. Probably like a wish list. Wait till it goes on sale game for me. The Sinking City, I thought looked just really, really interesting. I need a little bit more. This was during that rapid fire when they like yeah. just showed like two seconds of everything. Um, the Sinking City looked really interesting. And then you should Alien check Isolation. Out the, you should check out the trailer for Sinking City, the actual full in-depth trailer. I think I talked about it a little bit last week to you, mm. Mots. Mm-hmm. Heard the last episode, but it it looks even cooler. <laughs> yeah, and I watched. I went and watched it later because I sort of missed out because it was so mm-hmm. fast, and I was typing during it. And the trailer, the end trailer, looked really cool. But then I, I go, I don't. Is it is like what is the game and how's it going to yeah. play? And it's yeah. like this is a video, obviously, but it seemed cool, all the concept wise at least. I like, and that was the thing too. I I saw that with a a few few other games. I think Astral Chain had. This very shallow, it made me feel like there's no depth to this game. And then right after it, there was something, it was like a 20s noir uh, sort of mobster game, something something of sin, I think. I can't remember the name of it exactly. I but know what in you're that, talking about, yeah. But in that like 20 second clip, it felt like it had more depth and more atmosphere than what I had just seen in like this big blockbuster, Astral Chain. And, I, and it just made me think, why can't they show that? level you know why can't they it just seemed shallow and sinking city at least something about it grabbed me so that's why i put it on the the games i'm interested in um now if we jump right to the must-haves i think obviously these are these are pretty obvious uh so dragon quest when that comes out i definitely want that i made a note that you know I, I think I told you guys the story of when I played, I think it was Dragon Dragon Quest at the time it was Dragon Warrior because it couldn't be called Dragon Quest for some reason here in the States. Um, it was Dragon Warrior 3, I believe, but for whatever, or no, it was 2. My NES, the save didn't work. So what uh. I would do is I'd jam it in, had to take another crappy game, jam that in and hold it down and just play. And these are like hundred hour games, just play as long as I could until my NES just kind of turned off for whatever reason. Uh-huh. So I never beat the game, but I just remember going to my Nana's house, playing my NES, jamming like 15 games in there to hope this thing stays on and then tucking it in a quarter and just being like, Nana, do not touch the NES. Don't I'm on level, whatever. <laughs> And it, I never finished the game. So oh, no. I'm excited to play this. I just have fond memories of Dragon Quest. Oh. Luigi's Mansion, that I, I'm interested in this now. I had I couldn't have cared less about Luigi's Mansion going into the direct. I I it was just whatever. Now I'm really, really intrigued. It looks super cute. I hope this comes out in October. I just would love to get in the mood for Halloween, hunting some ghosts, Ghostbuster style, slamming them like the Hulk, uh, you know, on the floor. That looks fantastic. Zelda Link's Awakening. Oh my goodness. How cute is that game? Right? Like totally, (laughs) totally different game than what it was before. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love everything they did about it. I love everything they showed about it. I don't need any more. I want it. I don't want to see anything else about it. 
uh, Witcher 3. So I, I, I think I'm excited for this. I'm not entirely sure, though, because is the Switch the system to get it on? If I want to jump all in on this game, which I don't even... Do I need Witcher 2? Do I need Witcher 1? Are these even related? I have no idea about this whole series. So do I need to play those first? And if not, do I want to play this on Switch? And I know... You know, that the portability of it is amazing, but I just want to hear how well it's ported over. There's been some amazing ports to the Switch that they just hit out of the park, and I'm hoping this is one of them, but I think I'm going to hold off until I just get a review and somebody says, yeah, that's, they did it, they killed it, and then I will definitely pick it up. Uh, we got a little bit more information about Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm all in for that game. Can't wait. Marvel, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Super excited. Can't wait. Spyro Collection was finally announced for the Switch. Oh, my God. So Spyro, the first one, was one of the very few, I will say, games that I had to play till completion. Like, I found every... I don't know what was in it, Ruby or whatever, whatever collectible they had in there. I found every one of those dang things and was probably one of the only times I've made myself do that in a game. So I never played the other two. So I'm excited for this. I cannot wait. I want to I want to do it again with my buddy Spiral. Uh, Silk Song. Yeah, sure. I need more Hollow Knight. I haven't finished Hollow Knight, so why not do another 200-hour game? I'm I'm all in. It's probably fantastic. There's probably 6 million more bad guys to beat. Minecraft Dungeons. I love Minecraft. I love Dungeons. I'm all in for Minecraft Dungeons. Catan. I've, I've never played <laughs> like that game. I don't know why I feel the need to have the digital, like the electric board game of stuff. Because I don't, I don't even know if it's a good game. I just hear people say they love it, so it's good. I want it's it. Good. It's good. It's a really it's good. good board game. It's good. Okay, well, yeah. I'm in for it. Uh, <laughs> buy me two. And then last but not least, all I have is WoW dot 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 Breath of the Wild two. Oh <laughs> my god! World of can, Warcraft dot dot dot. Perfect. Can, amazing so i'm i don't I'm think all i've in. ever seen you this excited i just have to say that's why me and Mats are laughing so much in the background you are so stoked <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of best, good stuff best happening. day ever for you yeah. i mean sounds there's like a lot of good stuff it sounds like you were stuff. you had to go out on the road to get money for this the next six months basically i'll probably have to do a few more trips but yeah and then just some general thoughts of the whole e3 mm, the okay. bowser intro was classic nintendo um i'm so happy there was not a lot of fluff there was a little bit of fluff nintendo cannot do without a little bit of like whatever but there was a little bit of fluff but not a lot i mean it was game after game after game i am a little sad that we didn't get you can get this today boom you can get this today type stuff because i thought for sure mario kart the mobile game would have been a perfect get this right now you're at E3, people are racing. It just kind of gets the excitement of it while you're at the event. I thought for sure that would be happening. And I'm kind of I'm a little bummed we didn't get that. Cause I love when anybody says you get this right now, and even better yet, it's free. So you're excited about the console, you're excited about the company, the system. You know, Fortnite did that. And I think they had a couple games like that last year where they were just like, boom, you got it right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, I still hate Animal Crossing. So that was it. It wraps it up for E3. Oh, perfect. Sounds like a perfect Nintendo E3. Yeah, I I will say that this year they did not do any of that. Like, get it right now. I know like Crypt of the, what is it? Cadence of Hyrule was like that day or the, the, went right mm-hmm. after. 
Mm-hmm. But besides that, there was also no talk on mobile at all and yeah. no no talk on 3DS at all. So nothing. Or online. Nothing about no, no streaming, no fixing their app, no nothing. No, nothing. nothing. It's fine. It's all done. Oh, yeah. uh, we also, the collection of Mana did come out that same day. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. I see. Something did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, something did. Something did. I, something. I stand corrected. Didn't do it for you. Well, it sounds like you're super happy. I mean, I feel like there's there was something for everybody at the Nintendo Direct. I mean, I can't see anybody walking away saying there was not a single game I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and I will say that I ended up, after Christina told me to, go back and watch some more of the uh, Treehouse because they broke them up into smaller sections. Mm. So I went back and I rewatched some of the... Um, the the ones and then I watched the Dark Crystal playthrough. Uh, you know the, the 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 playthroughs are a little rough to be honest with you. The trio, I was like I couldn't imagine sitting there and watching too much of it. It's a lot of back and forth and commentators and things. I did yeah. enjoy it, and then what I ended up doing is I just went to YouTube and I watched it two x. So I just kind of sped mm. through it, and that That's was smart. a good way of kind of yeah. just seeing some gameplay and uh, as just. well. Yeah. Well, not all <laughs> things are lovely. Michael in the world of Nintendo, because uh, our good friends over at Nintendo Life are reporting that they were watching Nintendo stock on the day of E3, and it seems as though bill, uh, they have lost $1 billion in market value, or 3.5%, uh, on the day of E3. Now, they're saying it's because of Animal Crossing delay. Okay, maybe. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I say maybe it's the market. Uh, they say also... Maybe it's because, uh, you know, the investors are a little worried. There's no cloud-based streaming, no Nintendo Switch, or no major, major collaboration with Microsoft, which we had um, you know, rumors of or whatever. Uh, now, on that day, though, uh, it, it was down 3.5%. come up a little bit. Now, that's of the Japanese uh, stock on the Japan stock market. Nintendo's also listed on the NASDAQ market here in the U.S. It was down. I went back into my Robinhood app, and I checked it out. And it was down about 4% on that day. Yeah, but that's to say, over the last six months, Nintendo's up 30% in the US and about even or about up 3% year over year. So about this time last year, they took a dip down and E3 and they're kind of going in and then investors, right? What are you going to do? So I'm not one to watch the stock market unless they're in a free fall. 3.5%, that's not a huge percentage overall. And again, they will kind of climb back overall. But um, yeah, uh, you know, what are you going to do, stock markets? Now, responding to E3 and some of the uh, the stocks falling, uh, Nintendo executive Charlie Shibeta uh, had an interview with TechCrunch, and he talked a little bit more about streaming, game delays, things like that, addressing some of the issues that people had. Uh, he explained that uh, currently they're fine with the Switch, it seems. He said, as long as we have great games to power, the system is going to have a good life. Mm-hmm. He also mentioned that, uh, and this is a quote from his interview, he said, our developers will have to make the decision when they think that it's time for new hardware to bring whatever their creative ideas are to life. Now, I know, Michael, you said that you were a little nervous about this. Well, in the article, yes, I am. It- Here's why I'm nervous. I mm-hmm. think Nintendo hit it out of the park. I think they got it right when it comes to 
the switch and the fact that it's a hybrid. What makes me nervous with that statement, our developers will have to make the decision when they think it, that it's time for new hardware. It makes me think that they will say, oh, you know what would be cool? What if we had six Joy-Cons and we had this and blah, 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 mm. and they change something for the sake of change where they get bored with this hybrid um, console that they made and maybe the next version of Nintendo is no longer a Switch, which is what I would want. I think they it's perfect. Now you just need to keep making it stronger and keep giving us that flexibility. I didn't get the impression that the next version of the Nintendo console is like the Switch 2.0. I got the impression that it's whatever the developers think we need to push into a new direction. And I, I just like the Switch the way it is. I think that it's such a perfect hybrid. And I think they could push their creativity with the Joy-Con market a little bit more. Look at what Hori's doing with their new Joy-Cons where you slide it into the existing slot and it's got essentially like bigger grips and it's got the D-pad and it's got all this other functionality. Why couldn't Nintendo do something where maybe the Joy-Cons twist so you could have flying games, you could have all these other things that is an add-on to a system that's meant to be sort of very flexible. Um, so I don't know. I, I just got a weird feeling when I saw that quote. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I, I kind of read it as they'll maybe listen to developers more closely and different companies as to when they need to rev the hardware, whether it's a V2 or a Pro. This sounds like they're not seeing the indicators right now that it is a major detriment for companies to not bring games over. That's kind of my read on it. That's what I hope. Okay. And I just could see it going the other way, but that is my hope. But I've had this weird fear that Nintendo likes to change things for the sake of changing sometimes. I mean, the Wii and then the Wii U and now the Switch, like all their systems are very drastically different from the system before. And I just think that now they're at the point where you found it. You found the system. And I, I just hope they don't change something for the sake of, you know, changing it. Yeah, I kind of read it the way Mots read it. I didn't think that they were going to, from from the way it sounded, they weren't going to go and totally change everything. I mean, it's definitely possible. Yeah, we'll cross our fingers they don't. Mm -hmm. But I read it as more as like, if the developers hit a bump in the road, they're saying we don't have the power to make this kind of a game, then they get the V2. Mm -hmm. but and then to close, he said, there's nothing to announce in terms of where we want to go for the future, because right now what we have in our hands is working really well. And that kind of really embraced my thinking behind the previous quote. Mm -hmm. uh, he also addressed the Animal Crossing delay, which made me happy. He said, we're not going to rush a game out until it's ready because we want to keep that quality bar high, which I found interesting because the stock's went down because of that or people think because of that but wouldn't it shouldn't it make the stocks go up because they're focusing more on quality investors yeah investors. I, guess yeah. I mean it's an they're not yeah. looking at that they're looking at how much nintendo's going to make from yeah. animal crossing and if it's not coming out till next year the stocks lose value because that was a huge ip for them yeah gotcha okay and i know both of you are really looking forward to seeing more metroid prime this year and one of the questions in the interview is, where was it? It was absent from the lineup. And he said, right now it's in the hands of Retro and there's nothing new in terms of a ship date or game details. So maybe next year, maybe not. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I think next next E3 we'll, we'll hear about it. Hopefully. Yeah. 
I was I was more surprised or at least hopeful that we would have gotten like the remake that was recently on the 3DS or the bundle that they've mentioned kind of mm-hmm. out there in the world. I, I think that will be happening probably this year, but their lineup is pretty packed. I can't see yeah. them want to push more each month. They've got almost a, a big hit every month now. And that might just muddy the waters. I don't know. It might be early next next year, first quarter 2020. Possibly. If you are in the place where all these games have come out, there's so many things happening. There's been like huge deals on the eShop. Well, Best Buy has a deal for you where if you're buying a new Switch, they're giving you an SD card. It's actually a 128, which is fine. I mean, that's what I've been rocking for quite a while. I think Mott said the same thing. I think Christina's got the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're somebody that maybe juggles between physical and digital, you'll probably have more than enough there for quite a while. I'm pushing the limits. I just checked. I'm at about 30 left on mine. There are a few games I can get rid of to make up some more room, but it'll be only a matter of time before I push that up. They don't currently have an end date on this deal. So you can go in Best Buy at any point and, and grab this. It's got a $68 value if you get that that SD card mixed in with it. But they do say it's only good while supplies last. So that could essentially be gone already. But um, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, a lot of times people factor that, don't think about that, especially if you're a parent buying a Switch for one of your kids or yourself. You may not even think that, oh, I need additional memory. And now it's it's right in the bundle. So I think it's a great deal. Yeah, I really wish Nintendo would just fix this and have a bigger just out of the box, 32 gigs, not enough. Even if it's 64, 128, memory is really cheap. But I will say this is not really, that's that's Best Buy talk, $68 value. You can get a 128 for about 20 bucks. I will say though, <laughs> I am one of those people that actually just ran out of space. Officially, I went to go download NBA 2K19 because it was like a dollar. And <laughs> uh, I was out, I was out of monies and I had to go buy a new SD card. And I opted for the 256. So I said, Ooh, I'm going to double high roller, double it up because, well, I was going to get 512. That was too expensive. Uh, so this one, uh, 256, I got a Samsung U3, 40 bucks. Um, so that's what I got. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, you know, I think that'll last quite a while still. Yeah, Maybe that $68 one that they're pricing is one of the nintendo theme that ones that we mentioned a couple weeks back because those were like crazy overpriced so maybe that's what they were thinking there so anyways also i will say the the transition to get uh upgrade from one to the other one was really simple turned off the system completely took out the sd card copied the entirety of the nintendo folder to my desktop put in the new sd card copied it back over put it in my switch everything worked so great day for everybody yeah it worked great so there you go so if you do get a new sd card and make more room on your switch for more pokemon there is an announcement made at e3 that said not all pokemon will be going to sword and shield you're only going to have a regional pokedex so the next game is taking place in the galar region and i know michael correct me because we had a conversation about this earlier today if i'm wrong uh but only pokemon that you can catch in the galar region will be available in the in Pokemon Sword and Shield, am I correct in saying that? Yes, but that's not to say, because a lot of people are flipping out that the the conversation we were having was maybe Bulbasaur 
can no longer be in this game. You can't mm -hmm. transfer it. That's not saying it's not in the game. It, it, at least that's the impression I'm getting. It's saying they're only allowed the Pokemon that are in this region. Bulbasaur technically could be in that region as well. They didn't create 400 new Pokemon for the game. They are just now handpicking the Pokemon they want in the region. And it yeah. may be like a different version because I know with Sun and Moon, Radita had like a mustache and it had darker color instead of the purple. Like there was just a variation because of the region, but that Pokemon was still there. So I think that you're still going to have a huge number. It's just maybe not all of the Pokemon. Right. Now. Okay. Well, for me, it kind of seemed like people were going a little extreme <laughs> with how upset they were about it on uh, Pokemon on the Pokemon Reddit r slash Pokemon Reddit fans use that frustration to fuel a donation drive in honor of hashtag save the national deck. So saving the national Pokedex. And the donation drive is to raise money for the World Wildlife Fund of all things. Well, I mean, yeah. at least there's something good. That's cool. Yeah, at least they're at least they're feeling their frustration towards something like this as opposed to just complaining about it. But it it was just another internet thing that people were upset about it seemed like. I mean, there's still going to be hundreds and hundreds yeah. of them to catch. I yeah, mean, there's there's it, definitely going to be enough to catch. Um there was yeah, so Sword and Shield producer Junichi Masuda responded in a I think it was an interview or something with US Gamer. He said that they knew at some point they were going to be able to indef they weren't going to be able to indefinitely keep supporting all the Pokemon in every single game. There's already well over 800 Pokemon species, and they're adding more in Sword and Shield. Um, and to quote him, he said, "We just found that Sword and Shield would probably be a good point to go back and reevaluate what would be the best selection of Pokemon that appeal to the widest audience, while keeping into consideration the balance of the battle system." He mentions the battle system a couple times in the article. But he also points out that because Pokemon are on the Switch, they need to be higher fidelity with higher quality animations. And that's a lot of labor. So it makes sense that they would, you know, cut down a little bit. Now, Sword and Shield is still expected to have at least 400 to 500 Pokemon still in the game. So crazy. It's, it's crazy that people are so outraged about it when you're still going to have plenty of Pokemon to catch. And there's nothing to say that that couldn't be introduced, I guess, down the road. Um, I think mm -hmm. I could see where people are upset is, you know, if maybe it's not something that's native to the region in the game, maybe you, they just announced Pokemon home where now you can store everything and it's all connected. Mm. Yeah. I think the aggravation is if I catch something on go or I catch something on whatever, I can no longer bring that Pokemon into this game. Um, right. and that's not to say that couldn't happen, but like you said, you're, you're making animations for all of these, you're making all kinds of, um, like resources for these characters so it could be introduced down the road i don't see a huge huge deal with this i personally don't i don't care enough like if there's 400 or 500 i'm going to be content with those four i don't need sure i literally am not trying to catch them all i'm one of those people that's just but what michael you, you literally that's the goal is to catch them all <laughs> you gotta, gotta catch, them, gotta all. Catch, gotta catch them, them all now i will i will agree um i don't i, I would have two pokemon and that would be fine um i yeah. i open up go all the time now because i'm on my go streak and there's new there's so many that i'm just like i don't even know uh although i'm like that's a pokemon i never even heard of it so i'm pretty sure that i would would mm. they could have not said this and i wouldn't have even realized that they didn't include 300 of the pokemon 
I'm right there but, with you. I would have no idea. And apparently those 300 yeah. Pokemon must be garbage Pokemon anyways. As long as I have a Magikarp, that's all I care about. Terrible. These are terrible. <laughs> well, you got to have a Magikarp because you want it to evolve because the evolution is so powerful. So I don't know. I, I We'll see. Now getting into some game news, and this is actually pretty interesting because we did talk about Super Mario Maker 2 a couple weeks ago and how, you know, you can no longer, you can't match up with friends, but you can play with randoms and nobody wants that. Well, during the Treehouse Live presentation, they actually, the game's producer, Takashi Tezuka, said that the developers are now adding matching with friends into the game. They've heard the outcry and they're like, we okay. We weren't thinking, apparently. It's in the game now. It'll be in an update. I think that's a huge step forward. Congratulations. Way to fix it. Yeah. I do give Nintendo that. They do listen to their fans. They listen to their gamers. And if they think it's a good thing, they'll bring it back. Or if, if they think that it's something that the gamers need, they, they'll add it well, to the game. I think that was a big problem, personally. I think yeah. that they, they saw that and were like, that could hurt sales, like genuinely yeah. could hurt sales. I can't match with friends like that's crazy. So I think they really had not a lot of choice. Like mm-hmm. somebody said, you need to fix this. Yeah, it seems it seems so strange too. out of all of it. Like when we were talking about the article that just this one game wouldn't have that that feature when like Smash Brothers, had, you know, like all these other games, like any online game has the ability to like play with your friends. So. It's kind of bananas just in general, but I'm glad they're adding it back. But you know what my favorite news article of the week was? Hmm. Tell us, Max. Was that the NPD, they released the best selling games of 2019 and they broke it down by council and they released the best selling 2019 Wii games. Not Wii U, Wii games. And this is hysterical. I will. I'm proud to say I own four of the five. Number one. Oh, my goodness. Best seller game of 2019. Just Dance 2019. Number two, Just Dance 2018. Number three, Just Dance 2017. <laughs> Number four, Just Dance 2016. Number five, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. <laughs> and this is really, I mean, this is, I mean, granted that literally Just Dance 2018, 2019, people may not have known that those were newer releases you get on the Switch. And also, Just Dance 2020 is coming to the Wii. Why? Because people buy it apparently, and which is bananas. Yeah, so there's, there's. I mean, in theory, though, you could buy, you could sell two copies of it, and it becomes best selling on the console. Like, it doesn't take a whole lot to be best selling. They're literally probably the only game coming out on the Wii still. But it is funny that Just Dance. I, I think it's very cool that Just Dance is even willing to support you know, two generations ago because people, there's somebody who's still buying them. And I think that's, that's cool. It's probably some grandma somewhere that's getting her exercise in and good for her. You know, that's so in new accessories news this week, Mott, you're going to be very excited about this. And I think you can predict the future a little bit. Dragon quest slime controllers are coming to the switch. (laughs) They're due out in September and it's basically a pro controller. That's a huge slime from the game. It's upside down and you just you hold it like an upside down Hershey's kiss. Uh, it comes with a treasure chest stand out of cardboard. So tell us oh how tell us how excited what, you are. What if Hershey's teamed up with Dragon Quest and actually did slime like candies, like little kisses? It's the exact same shape. That would be so cool. Missed opportunities. 
But aside from, but uh, but as far as the controller goes, I don't I don't want to play with that controller. <laughs> it looks terrible. Now, I mean, this controller has been around for like ever. It just came out for PS4. I remember when I worked at GameStop that it was literally out for the PS2 when that game came out originally. I had talked about it last week, and then this article came out. I'm just saying it's pretty cool. Did you see the photo of the treasure chest? I like the little treasure tra- chest and like it even has it's cardboard, but it it even has like a little stand where you can put the switch in there. I mean, that's cool. cool. It's smart. I love it. Yeah. Now, is this the exact same controller or is the configuration a lot different? Because it kind of looks like a universal. It's not Nintendo necessarily, but it has to have the same buttons. No, no, no. It, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a switch controller pro controller. Pro controller. Yeah, it has all the gotcha. features of a pro controller. So. Now they didn't give a price for this. What was it in the past? Do you remember? Expensive. Yeah, hundred dollars. I bet eighty nine ninety nine billion dollars. You heard it here. You heard it here yeah. first. It's going to be eighty nine ninety nine. That's my guess. Yeah. But you yeah. fair Joy Cons. Yeah, well, about hundred dollars. Maybe a hundred. It's collectible. Anyways, I'm into it. But let's get on to the most important topic of the week: the rumor mill. And that's right, Wall Street Journal. Our friends are at the Wall Street Journal yet again are coming out with another amazing rumor, hot off the press of E3, saying that they have officially, Nintendo has officially started production on a more powerful Nintendo Switch. It's in production. And you'll be able to get it soon. It's in production. That means you'll be able to get it soon. It's out there. Now, there's no sources necessarily. They don't know. But they're also saying that they know that Nintendo has also moved all all of their Nintendo Switch production to Southeast Asia instead of China. Now, the reason for this, like we mentioned many moons ago, is the potential that a U.S. tariff on electronics made in China will be taxed at a 25% tariff. And if so, that would majorly cut into the profits of the Nintendo Switch. And I say profits because since day one, Nintendo has stated, like they always do, that they make money off the hardware, unlike a lot of other companies at the beginning. So they don't want to get hit with a 25% tax because they're making money off it. They wouldn't want to anyways, but it's out there, which is kind of kind of crazy. So anyways, there you go. You know, this is something that they have reported on time and time and time again. I will be really interested to see if anything even happens with this. I mean, eventually they'll be right. We've said this a million times. Maybe it's happening. Maybe it's not. Whatever. Wall Street Journal just they're gonna keep running this story because one of these times it will be right. Eventually. All right, well, let's get into everyone's most important topic of the entire podcast. My most Fortnite Lou Lama Stuff I drop update. So <laughs> we just got version 9.21. And this actually introduced it's a small update, nothing too crazy, but it gave us proximity grenade launcher, which I haven't even found yet. I don't I haven't seen this yet, but it has a new timed event, which is Horde Rush. It's a four-player limited time mode, and you basically are just trying to survive waves of bad guys coming at you. It's a blast. I've played it probably a handful of times now, really, really enjoying it. Um, I haven't got to play with the proximity grenade because I don't think it's in the horde rush and I haven't played any of the other level like modes right now. But uh, yeah, have you been playing horde rush? Oh my goodness. I think you would love it. You got to play some horde rush. So that brings us into the best sellers of the week. Uh, top 10 best sellers of the week. That is first comes in an NBA 2K19, which is no surprise as it is 95% off. Coming in second is Cadence of Hyrule. 
third is Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is 80% off. Four is Hollow Knight, which is 50% off. Five is Cuphead. Six is Gekiaba Runner. Seven, Mario Kart Deluxe 8. Eighth, Stardew Valley. Ninth, Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Roman numerals are hard. <laughs> and then 10 is... Tenth is Mario Odyssey. I'm actually really surprised that Stardew Valley survived on the list, considering all of the sales and how yeah. mixed up everything is this week. Um, Stardew Valley is not going anywhere. That is a no. permanent fixture Always. on the top ten. I will be surprised when it isn't, if it ever is, isn't. <laughs> and the next, we want to mention a couple others that didn't necessarily make it to the top ten, but they were in the top thirty. The new releases. Slay the Spire came in 11th. Collection of Mana comes in 12th. And then Contra Collection is 19th. So close. Nice. Yep. So yeah. Close. So close. I, uh, Geki Yaba Runner. How's that holding on? Did either of you play that yet? Did you try it? After your description, I didn't really have an interest in playing uh, it. You're missing out on some true Sorry. magic. I downloaded it. You didn't even try. You you got to it. It's free. It's free. It is free. You got to at least get it. It's free. Yeah, it's not it great, but it's challenging. It is challenging. I'll give you that much. Uh, I just, after we reviewed it, after I talked about it, I did play it a bunch more with the sound off because it just didn't annoy me anymore. It, it's very challenging. It, if you like games like that, you would probably love it. So now we're jumping into the new releases. So, Kicking it off, June 17th is Sea King for $5. June 18th, Citizens of Space for $15. June 20th, we have Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled for $40. My Friend Pedro for $20. Duke of Defense for $20. Slender the Arrival for $10. Boxing Champs for $14.50. Mainling for $15. Muse Dash for $30, Secret Files 2, Puritas Cordis for $15, Lines 10, Lines X, I don't know, for a dollar, Forest Home for $15, and then rounding it out, we have June 21st, Captain Cat for $7. Now we're going to jump back to the top. We've got a couple check marks here. What you got? What are you interested in? So for me, uh, I had two things I was really interested in. My friend Pedro, obviously, it looks mm -hmm. awesome. And I've recently been watching John Wick and the whole action kind of game right now. I'm really into it. <laughs> and then surprisingly, Lines X for a dollar. It looks super relaxing. It's like a fun puzzle game. I did. It, it was interesting because Forest Home is right after that on the list. And it's essentially the same concept game, but it's just way overdone. I don't know. Did you guys take a look at that at all? I looked at them. Neither of them were interesting to me, but it's hard to beat a game when it's a dollar. I mean, it would have to yeah. be really bad to to it's, be not worth the cost. Yeah, it seems like one of those games where you like pick up if you, when you have like five minutes to play something. Yeah, yeah. And For, Forest Home is the same kind of line based drawing, but it's all animal based. So it's kind of like a kids version kind of. Yeah, it, maybe that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, there's, you know, you're you're building these lines but is is it it almost looks like four player even though it's not i got kind of feel like it's you're playing all these animals it looks like snake that's what it looks like to me like there's all these snake things and you can run into mm -hmm. it like tron bikes but you can't cross over lines unless yeah. you have like a special type of line or animal or something yeah yeah cool but i should i mean 
Although $14 difference, that would be the way to get it. And you're right. I'm mm-hmm. actually looking at the photos now and they're they're like the same game. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, $1. I mean, yeah. get it. We'll report back yeah. next week. So uh, I'm there with you. I'm on that. That my friend Pedro all day. I saw it at um, PAX last year. Was impressed. Still impressed. Uh, and then I did mark Sea King. Uh, because I like the sea and I like pirates, right? Kings. Kings. And I want to be <laughs> the king of the sea. Hello. Yeah. Uh, now, th- this game is like a four player local uh, action multiplayer party game where you pick out your vessel and you are in a tight, confined space and you just shoot at each other in these uh, huge pirate ships. And they all have different abilities and stuff. It looks cute. I don't know. It looks super cute. Um, and my main problem is I don't have any friends, so I don't have anyone to play it with. So if this were online, I would have bought it in a heartbeat. Yeah. It looks like it would be a lot of fun. It looks like a really cool game, but it, like you said, local, what, what is the deal? Why would you make that so that we could have that online? It seems like it would work. No problem. Oh yeah. I'm all about, I would be all about it too. So. So in addition to Seeking, which I also I also went with my friend Pedro, looks really good. Duke of Defense, I like these tower defense games. This one looks a little bit different, has a little bit different aesthetic to it. And that was interesting to me. 20 bucks, it gets the one check because it's on the wish list until it goes on sale. And then the other one that I was really kind of intrigued by was mainlining for $15. It seems really, really interesting. It reminds me of a game I played years and years ago on the computer where you were like this spy and you would have to pick locks. And But it was very rudimentary. Like you had to pick locks and it was very um, kind of follow people around and stuff like that. Whereas this, you're trying to solve cases or or something by hacking different computers and they all the windows will pop up. And that's kind of what you're doing. You're playing through that. It is very positive on Steam. The only difference is it's only $12 on Steam. And my wonder is, is this a better game for Steam? Because now you're typing and you're using a mouse because you're mimicking a computer that you're hacking on. I wonder how it would translate to the Switch. And I just don't think it's going to be as good. That's why I didn't mark it. I, I like the idea, like the concept, but I can't see this not being frustrating to play on the Switch. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know, right? I mean, are you supposed to be typing the screen or maybe they're going to do something else? It mm-hmm. just seems like a game that would be better for on Steam. I, I yeah. But I'm, I'm going to look into this. I did give it a check because the idea and the gameplay of it seems interesting. Now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Uh, well, you know me, Michael. This week, I just bought a bunch of stuff as always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was, I was you know, wearing our little group sms chat and i'm just like and this is on sale bought it and this is on sale bought it, and this is on sale up <laughs> ran out of sd card space so that that stopped me from buying things but i did buy nba 2k19 it's literally like three dollars like hello like Gotta do i it. like bouncing a ball and like trying to shoot <laughs> it in a hoop that sounds cool yeah i mean that's a great deal so I mean, the NBA 2K games are really great series. So I did get that. It is 23 gigs. So got to have some um, uh, stuff there. I did buy Crypt of the Necrodancer. We did get some listener feedback on the stream from R2AU that said that he had purchased the new Hyrule one because he was totally into um, roguelikes. And additionally, really loved the first one, loved the second one. 
you would be expecting something. Uh, what did he say? Let me find the quote here if I can find it. I can't find it in my chat room. But he was saying like it's kind of more of like that same game, but with more of the just themes and dungeons and whatnot. So if you're into that game, maybe you'll like you'll definitely like the other one. That's what he said. If you like this game, you'll like it. So for like three bucks, I was like, I'll buy it. Why not? I'm totally into it. I like buying things. But on the games I've been playing, because I did play some stuff, uh, played more down well, big fan of the well in which you can fall down into. Uh, super great game, super per- superb. Uh, you play a little tiny, little 8-bit dude. You fall down into a well, and you keep falling until you get to the end of the well, and then you get to the next area, and you continue to fall down that well over and over, and you get power-ups, and you get all sorts of things. You're blasting your way down. You're like, it's like a Mr. Minor, but you're like, but you were like, instead of mining, you're like shooting stuff. It's like, do, 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 do. it's great. It's very intense <laughs> and you die all the time. It's fantastic. And then I s- blew through uh, week four, week four Fortnite. Nice. Yeah, did it. Had some buddies help me out. Uh, played some Team Rumble. I, I, I hate, take t- 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 so long. Let me just die faster. <laughs> so that was helpful because there was a few week four um, in which you needed to in Fortnite is what we're talking about here is in which you needed like specific kills and being in a team rumble definitely helped out uh, with it. So in general, that's what I've been playing. I'm going to go catch up on week five, uh, but I would like to play something else so I can report back on the other games that I'll actually totally play at some point. Nice. I also like you Fortnite. I was doing the horde rush. That's like I think you get one more day on that. So you got to jump in on it if you want to try it out. Uh, Having a lot of fun. My time at Porsche, the recently came out with an update to fix some of the bugs, some of the upload or or, uh, load times, things like that. Doesn't seem like it did anything. Uh, And then last is Crypto the Necrodancer. I did buy it and played it. It, It's it's tough uh, at first because they don't give you a whole lot. There's like a little tutorial thing and you're just kind of, stumbling through and trying to figure out how the attacks work and once you once you start to figure out what you're doing it it goes a lot smoother um you have to calibrate it because the beat and it wants to make sure that there's no latency between your controller and i did find that when i played it handheld the latency seemed to be drastically less than when i play with the pro controller and I was getting some misbeats. And again, with my pro controller, the D-pad, as we talked about with Tetris 99, I was getting those misfires where it was hitting up and just dropping things randomly because of the way mm. the, the pro controller is like, built wrong. Um, and I did get a few of those. I get it much less because I fixed my controller, but I did get a few of those still. And it throws you off and it misses a beat, which can potentially hurt you because you are also attacking on a beat. So you have to hit up when you want to attack somebody or hit over when you want to attack somebody. The game in general is really, really interesting. The music is awesome. I can only imagine how good it is for the next one with Zelda. Um, But I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm not a huge rogue-like game person. I don't generally like them. So I went in with that in mind you know that it had a disadvantage in that but you do build up like hearts so the next time you play it the theory is you're going to get farther because now you spent some gems to buy more hearts and those carry over game to game so it seems really interesting i'm having a lot of fun the music is fantastic i'm only like third floor in the first level i can't you know it seems like it's really really hard and then once you unlock it 
the lobby has like warps to the other areas. So if I'm in, if I'm in level one, I beat it. Level two will open up in the lobby. So I don't have to beat level one again to go to level two. Uh-huh. I just can jump in the stairs and go to level two, uh, which I like because I don't want to be, you know, be here forever. So it's pretty cool. I think you would like it. And for the three dollars or whatever it was, it's a mm-hmm. steal. And it makes me excited for Cadence of Hyrule. So with everything that was announced at E3, I'm like, I got to save my money. <laughs> so I didn't buy anything. But the sales this week were so tempting. I think uh, Skyrim was like 50% off or 33% off. And that was very tempting. Mario Kart Deluxe 8. I really wanted to pick that up. But no, I'm going to wait. There's a lot of really good games coming out. So in the meantime, uh, I was feeling a little bit better. So I got to play a little more Pokemon Go, hatched a couple eggs, sent you guys some presents. (laughs) Mm. And uh, I also played Breath of the Wild. I really got to get through that game before I play anything else so i just read an article on kotaku about uh it was like why i why i left zelda breath of the wild unfinished and why i'm happy about it so it might oh. be worth a read if you go to kotaku i left it unfinished i did i i mean at this point it's unfinished the is it a spoiler though are they spoiling the ending for it? I don't it? think so because they didn't finish it. They left it unfinished. Oh, I guess that's true. Like they didn't, they, they <laughs> can't spoil it because they didn't finish it. So I actually, I well, do all this, three of us are unfinished. I actually do currently. that with books a lot. And my reasoning for it is if the book is super good, I just don't want the story to end. So if I don't finish reading the book, I always have that chance where I can go back and finish it if I really want to. So I, I, I like having that suspense there. I like having the, the what if. So maybe, I don't know. I might just get burned out and then give the game back to Michael so he can finally play through it. <laughs> but we'll I just see. got burned out. I'm, yeah. I'm not like a weirdo that needs to have the story and suspense for the rest of my life. That's, that's I want to finish like an it. Excuse, but... That's just weird. <laughs> I want to finish it, but I just got burnt out because I put in over 100 hours on the game. And after a while, you're just like, I, I need to play something else. Yeah. So I for me, that happens a lot. It happened with Battle uh, chasers where I just put so much same with hollow Knight. I love the games and I love playing them. It's just when you're playing something and it's that long, it's it's you want like for us on the show, we want to play other stuff. I mean, you can put, I think I've got 30 hours in hollow Knight, 50 hours in battle chasers, 80 or some hours in, in breath of the wild 90 or whatever. It's just, that's a lot of time into a game. I always said the perfect amount of time, for a game is just like Max Payne, three hours. <laughs> I could go 10. Like I could, if I can crank through a game, like Firewatch was about six and I played it in a sitting and I just was engrossed and I couldn't stop playing it. And I played it on Switch and I loved it. Um, so for me, if it's if it's something where I could do it in a six to 10, is more likely for me to finish it. it once you start adding on to that, it, it goes downhill. Yeah. I just don't got time. I got time. Don't have time. Maybe I'll finish it. We'll see. <sighs> All right. Someday. All right. Well, I think it's going to. You have time. Anything else from, from you lovely individuals? No. All right. This week. All right. Well, I thank everyone for tuning in, whether you're listening to it on your favorite podcast playing device or hung out with us live here on Twitch as we do every Sunday and or Monday or Tuesday or whenever we can record live on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. We thank you. And of course, you can reach us anywhere on the internet at nintendodispatch.com. Like I said, twitch.tv slash nintendodispatch or on the Twitters at Dispatch Podcast. 
When you go over to our website, you can leave us comments on the shows. You can contact us or better yet, don't do any of that. And just tell your friends about the podcast. If they're playing, you're playing together, you have friends, you know, be like, hey, check out this podcast. That really helps the show because we get new listeners and we love new listeners. But I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Until next time, I'm James. That's Michael. That's Christina. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>